0: today's okay. wednesday wednesday today is, is the wednesday. day you take off right
1: yes wednesday is my nice. day off so i get to do stuff but today it was dental work <laughs> so <laughs> i'm not always winning we wanted to talk about job things as job a follow-on job yeah. things
0: can't live with them can't live without them
1: <laughs> yeah you see that that's an interesting thing because i quite like my job Mm. And I don't know whether I'm just easily pleased or whether I have maneuvered myself both deliberately and accidentally into a job that I like. And I have enough power in the job that I'm in to maintain it and yeah. to be wise enough to not change it when I know it's working all right.
0: Yeah. And conversely, probably to change it down the road if something about it wasn't working.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, so it's basically all about power, is, is, is what I'm saying. It's all about me being in charge. It, it definitely hasn't always been that way. I've been fired from my own company. I've been, I've bounced off a job in mm. four weeks.
0: Whoa, I didn't know that. I didn't know either of those things.
1: You know, what, what, these are not things I have. These don't go on the CV so much. <laughs> these are more like over a beer conversations rather than... Mm. I would like to be employed by you. Here is my terrible employment history. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like it's not always been. I very much don't know what I'm doing most of the time. Mm. You've Um, been
0: through the process of being like, oh, this isn't working. Or, oh, I thought it was going to be this and it's something else. Now what do I do? I guess I got to go back, go start the whole process over. Like you've done that a couple of times.
1: So I, I did corporate consulting, Accenture. Mm. graduate program thing and I just after after a period I bounced off the culture it wasn't all bad I met my wife so that was pretty good from that from a life perspective mm-hmm. and I met a bunch of people who are really cool and I'm still friends with now but I didn't fit that world particularly and I didn't find the work particularly satisfying I learned a bunch of stuff I did some really interesting stuff like I learned a bunch about HR and communications mm-hmm. by missed making things yeah. so yeah
0: so you That's weren't what. doing... Were you Were you programming at the time or you were just in a completely different role?
1: No, it was a completely different role. Like it was wow. HR and comms. Accenture would go in, take over the IT department of a bank with an idea of transforming it. But during that process, they needed a team of people to like migrate all the people over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the EU, you have to like keep those people employed. Like there's like legislation to prevent you just firing everyone and rehiring them back. Mm-hmm. So we had to do that. And you'd go in and you'd run a whole project because it'd be thousands of people. And right. so you'd have to run like... They'd all have worked at like Barclays or some other bank for 20 years of their career. And they'd be like, but what about my pension? But what about my holiday? But what about my special, unique contract that I've got? Because I've been here for 25 years. (laughs) And so you'd have to do a huge communications program and lots of interviews and HR stuff. I learned a bunch about managing humans, if not managing teams. Yeah. But yeah, like that was nothing to do with what I do now.
0: Yeah. But seems like probably very useful now
1: oh yeah yeah i learned it was a you don't do eight interviews a day with people who are nervous about losing their job without learning stuff about human beings under
0: stress (laughs) (laughs) for sure
1: but yeah it was only because my my wife was earning that i was able to just i just left that job and decided i was going to do computery things What what those were i didn't know and then we ended up moving to singapore and that's it made sense that i wasn't working at that point So, yeah, I did a bunch of stuff before I found this thing that I like and I think I'm good at.
0: So I'm curious then when you were in jobs previously, whether it was tech related jobs or Mm -hmm. not, how did you know when it was time to move on? Because so, I find this very interesting. Like people always have different answers to this, and some people are like, "You don't know," and some people are like, "Oh, I can give you the seven reasons why I knew." Or there was this moment, so I'm curious to hear, like, how did you know?
1: So the, weirdly, I, this as part of this like this first job that I got out of university. Um, there was a manager there, and they they would get people who weren't working on client projects to come in and run the graduate training. And there was a lot of graduates. There would be like at that time they were putting like ninety through at once, and so we'd all go as like a boot campy kind of, right residential thing and then one of the managers said basically the wisest thing about careers i've ever heard which is just like he says every six months i sit down and i go am i enjoying this and that's the simple question and then i do it again in six months time and if there are two in the row where i say i'm not enjoying it that's when i move and i was like that is really smart (laughs) really i was just like and i've used that because you can have six months where your job is not fun yeah, But two six, month, six months apart to both times go, this is shit, I don't want to do this. That's yeah. when you know it's been long enough, kind of. And yeah, I've been fortunate enough to not work anywhere, truly toxic. Or maybe I bounced off those places.
0: Maybe you did before it got real bad. You were just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not been six months, but I need to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did that on the job before this one, actually. It was a, a mutual, this isn't working. But like... They they let me go as quickly as I was about to let them go.
0: Yeah. Was this the one where you were there for four weeks and yeah. figured it out? So yeah. So what, if you don't mind me asking, or you can talk about not. this, well. I am an
1: open book to you.
0: <laughs> to whatever detail you want to share, like in those first few weeks, because this is, I've never been in this exact situation, but in those first few weeks before you left, what were the signs where you were like, oh, this maybe isn't the right fit or this doesn't feel quite right or I'm not happy here?
1: So the flags were there in retrospect. So the job interview was really easy. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't organized. They were a small company. They were looking to grow. The company I was working for had been bought by someone else and they were making it all redundant in quite a pleasant, long tail, slow here's your end date kind of way. And so I spoke. I was speaking to this chap who was the CTO of this small startup and there was a crew of them and they'd worked together on a previous company um, and they had four or five engineers, mm-hmm. including him. And he was like, we need to bring someone in because we're going to grow this team. I need someone who's interested in running teams and managing people. He said, the, the folks I've got already aren't super into that. Mm-hmm. We need someone who's well connected in the Rails world. We need to, You probably have a leg up from running the conferences and stuff like that. Yeah, That may or may not be true. And then... I arrived and he said, we are going to be the VP of engineering of this small company." So you will have, yeah, you know, I'm the CTO, but that's because I'm the founder. I'm, I'm a founder with this other chap. And I arrived and I was introduced as, "This is Andy. He's going to help us out." Mm. And that was like, oh, "Okay." I did what I normally do when I get into a new situation. I'd done a bunch of consulting before, which is you don't go in all heavy-handed shooting guns off, I'm here, you're all doing it wrong, I'm so smart, la la la. (laughs) So I didn't do that, although of course you feel that because that's what you do whenever you get somewhere new. But you have, I started making suggestions such as, it would be really great if other people could review my work before it goes in. How about I open pull request number one on this three-year-old project?
0: Wow, yeah. And
1: my pull requests were eviscerated. And when I suggested that maybe we could all do pull requests i was oh, no. people just continued to smash into uh, the mouse branch and <laughs> <laughs> and so i knew that and then i realized that i didn't have any power yeah. any organizational power to do the things that they wanted me to do right and the second most senior person in that technology team clearly was somewhat blindsided by my arrival
0: yeah.
1: and when i tried to exert any pressure on maybe we could do it this way had we thought about writing tests <laughs> la 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 la, like things that i consider to be like table stakes for a decent engineering organization
0: yeah
1: of any size if it's me on my own i write tests because i can't be trusted past me you can't be trusted <laughs> and yeah it was just very apparent that this person was massively threatened by my arrival and poisoned the well somewhat i think yeah yeah and so it came to four weeks and i basically said uh, can we have a chat on tuesday to so the cto guy and, and he said, actually, did you not get my email? And I was like, no, actually, I hadn't got your email yet. I just called you. And he was like, yeah, we probably don't think that it's time for you to get through your probation. And I was like, OK, cool, because I was going to resign. <laughs> oh and he was like, we can pay out your probation period. And I was just like, how about you pay me to the end of the month and I'll just stop now rather than try and like work for the next six weeks with the team who don't want me. So I did. And that's what happened there. I think they're still going. They weren't unpleasant people. They had an unpleasant technological structure, organizational structure. Yeah. Yeah, that was... So I knew pretty soon the CTO hadn't bothered to get buy-in from his team that I was what they needed. And they'd all worked together for a long time and they were all very happy with how they were working. Thanks very much.
0: Yeah. And then you Um, come, you show up, you get dropped in and they're just like,
1: Who's this guy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Who's this smiling, balding, high-def idiot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So you didn't have the whole... So you didn't have the six-month check-in, but did you know week one? Or like week one, were you like, oh, let me just keep going, maybe... It's the first week. Let me try it. It's yeah. Like,
1: like, like week one, I was just like, okay, the organization was worse from a delivery perspective than I'd imagine. They basically had all of their, in the three or four people, they had all of the archetype bad developers that I have in my head, which is just like the individual hero genius who would disappear mm-hmm. over the weekend and rewrite half the thing and then come back oh, and I go, like, I shipped it on Sunday night, by the way. And everyone's, yeah. and the founders, like, this is amazing. He's making so much progress. And I'm like, <laughs> this is terrible for everybody else. No one knows how it works. <laughs> You guys work in London. If this guy gets hit by a bus, we are shit out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I had an inkling and it became rapidly clear that all of the gentle things I was doing. like I didn't come in. Like I said, it didn't come in heavy handed. Like, that's a way to alienate people because, you know, there might be good reasons for things. Yeah. When you go into yeah. a new job, there's always, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's one of the best things about having a new person join your team is they point out the institutionalized madness that you have they can spot it because you can't because you're you're neck deep in it
0: yeah yeah Um, you have your blind spots and i think a lot of times on teams too people are just like we do x this way because that's just how we've always done it and nobody bothers to be like but why x and do we need to do and have we considered just doing this thing that's completely different and it's just i don't all i'm trying to say is people don't like change (laughs) do they not Oh my gosh that's so so interesting i haven't been in that situation of knowing immediately that the position i put myself in i'm just like oh this feels bad or wrong and there are times where i join companies and i'm like huh this is different than i thought or i didn't really when you're interviewing you don't really get to look under the hood and then you join and you're like oh this is gnarly but that's an interesting situation
1: you definitely don't know until you're inside but if you've done a bunch of contracting which i had you've been in dysfunctional organizations Mm. but actually there's a difference with like if you come in as a contractor you're generally being hired for your expertise certainly when i've been doing contracting i've been hired for expertise yeah and therefore you automatically have some organizational power and you can also just you can say things because you have a weirdly transactional relationship with yeah. the business? Like you yeah. can say like, in previous places where I've contracted, this has worked. We could try that here or not. It's your company. I'm on a week's notice. <laughs> Do what you like. And also you can bail on a contract pretty sharpish as well. So that there yeah. isn't the same expectation as when you sign up as an employee. Weirdly, because even in the UK, like you can basically fire or be fired in the first year without okay. cause. Wow. That's true in most places.
0: Wow. Right? That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, like it's not how we treat it typically in yeah. employment. We typically have three month or six month probation for people. and But legally, you can fire people you within the first year.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm presuming it's broadly similar across Europe because like you've got to have, on some level, you have to have that flexibility for a business to go, oh, this is a bad mistake.
0: Yeah. But most employees. people don't treat
1: it like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Give people notice or give them a heads up because I know that's a thing in Europe too where you can't just leave. You have this three month period where even if you want to leave, you gotta stick around.
1: (laughs) It depends. Lots of places do like constant have the idea of gardening leave where someone someone left a coverage book and we basically just put them on gardening leave and said, Look, if we need you, we'll call you. Your notice includes your holiday. Off you go. Godspeed. We don't need you to do any more work. But nice. if, we need to, if we need to do something, then come back.
0: Yeah. That, that was, would have been, I could have used a gardening leave. For one of my <laughs> last jobs where I was like there for three more weeks after being laid off. And they were like, please stay. We're laying you off. We're laying off like more than half the engineering team. But all of you stay for three more weeks. And I was like, I'm not in the right headspace for this. You want no. me to stay here?
1: <laughs> no, I've been through layoffs. You know, I've been through layoffs on the receiving end and I've done layoffs. The ones that I've been involved with anyway are just like, we are laying you off. You're all on gardening leave. Unless someone's got like specific information or a thing they need to finish. But it, I, if someone is that essential that they need to finish something in the next three weeks.
0: Maybe you shouldn't lay Maybe you shouldn't off. lay them off. <laughs> 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 um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've never heard a realistic argument for why you would do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they were just like, we can't afford them. But... Let's try to get. We've already last... paid for
1: the next three weeks. Exactly. Squeeze them like horrible oranges. We don't want.
0: Yeah, it's like the end of the milk carton. Where you're like, oh, I can just <laughs> add a little water and get something else out. And you're like, Oh, uh.
1: maybe just no, have it's over. Coffee, have your coffee black. It'll be fine. <laughs> so you haven't been through that kind of thing, but obviously you've been through a situation that we discussed last week, where you knew you had to go. Yeah. Had you been through that before, where you thought, "I'm done here." And what, what triggered it for you? What, is there a thing? Like, I, I actually haven't really had, other than the Accenture thing, which was clearly I just felt I was in the wrong industry doing the wrong work and I felt like I had to go. Have you taken a job somewhere where the job's basically the same, but it's a different place? Hmm. So the, the work is you're doing coding
0: mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. i worked at, what, one, two, three, four. This is, now I'm on my fifth company and I've been in this field seven years. It will be seven in a month. but So like, five and seven years is a lot. But I mean, like...
1: the CV is not looking awesome at this point, is it?
0: <laughs> I know. What am I going to do? <laughs> they were all for different periods of time. There was one company that I was there for almost three years. Yeah. And like I left that one too, and I had yeah. my reasons for leaving that. But I think when it's – aside from the burnout situation, which was, mm-hmm. I think, unique, and yeah. then the situation where I was laid off, which was also – a different just, flavor. I'm lucky. yeah, yeah. The other instances where I've left a company have been about like what I was looking for in my career and what I felt like I wanted to do, either the types mm-hmm. of problems I was working on or kind of like the career path I wanted to take and whether or not I could get that at that company. And so the very first job I had, I really liked it. I learned a lot. It was a consultancy though. It was a great place to start working professionally, but I was just like, What is it like to actually stay with a project versus just be like, oh, here's a thing. We're out of billable hours. Now I'm on the next project. And I'm like, I don't know. I might come back to this in nine months and make like a tiny change or I might not ever come back to it. And I was just – it was a nice way to get exposure to the industry. But I was like, I want to try something like more product-focused where I can actually work on something for a while and not just rush through it and get to stay with the project and so the, that was a very intentional change and I knew that company was never going to become a product company yeah. so it was like if that's what I want I'm not going to get it here the reality is I just got to go somewhere where I you will get that. You
1: do see that quite a bit there's definitely a cycle where people move from working for your you know, selling your time going into a product staying with the product and like, I'm bored of this I want to make some new stuff or they want to change you often find it people switch because they want to do a new technology and the only way they can do that is if they're selling it from a consultancy yeah. Or they move out and do a one-person consultancy like I've, I've done in the past, where and then they're growing. Then they end up growing a team, and then the people in their team would you know you end up back in that consulting world. Right. But yeah, you often see people bounce between them. You can burn out on one product as easily as you can burn out on lots of six-month projects. But yeah, it's a diff- different kind of. And I, I don't mean burnout in the sense that you went through. I just like generally feel like it's time over it. I've done. Yeah, I've done, yeah I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. Time to move. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's also a similar pattern with, and I don't know if either of us can actually speak to this, but there's a similar pattern with people who bounce between startups and then like large established tech companies Mm. where people will be like, I work for a fang company. I went from this one to that one and I just Mm. did that for years. And then I was like over the red tape bureaucracy. And I went to this super tiny startup where I suddenly felt like I had a ton of impact and I didn't have to jump through hoops and do expense reports or whatever. I don't know. But
1: yeah, but it was a career change at the same time. Accenture Mm. has got the GDP of a small nation. Right. Actually quite a large nation now. But um, and then I ended up in small companies and Mm. have been in mostly small companies ever since. Yeah, pretty small. Yeah. Small companies are pretty nice. Like when I you get that so.
0: when you get that perfect sweet spot of the number of people and you like know everybody's name and you know what people do and there's this camaraderie, mm. that's really nice.
1: The trick is maintaining that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at my last job, I watched it kind of a little bit dissolve as it grew, yeah. it doubled in size, and I was like, mm, "This is a different company now." And now I'm at a much larger company. I think yeah. we're over a thousand, and I'm like, "This is a whole different beast." I'm never going to know all the people here, and yeah. I should not expect to yeah but like the other situation where i left so that was my the consultancy was my first tech job but the company where i was at for almost like three years i really enjoyed it it was this kind of really awesome hybrid of technically it's a consultancy but most of the programmers weren't doing consulting work they worked on mm. their own product that was funded through the consultancy not vc funded so right, you've yeah, got yeah. as an engineer a lot of autonomy to be able to work on things you wanted and do open source things and build things the right way instead of having pressure to just ship. And I really learned a lot there. But it was also clear to me they were never going to really grow the team. And I was like, I want to I think I want to try management. I think I want to try leading a team, leading a technical project and like leading people. What is that like? And I was like, that's never going to happen here. And as much as I like a lot of the things about this company, I felt like I was like stagnating or hitting a wall. I was like, Mm. maybe I should leave the building <laughs>
1: like... or, or, or open the door and stop yourself bouncing off the walls right?
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah that's something i'm aware of at coverage Book, is that we are not looking to grow a big team at the moment i would never say never but i like the size it is mm. it works for the people who are there now if any of those people want to do like you you said want to think about people management or running product design with multiple teams and what have you, um, then, yeah, that's not something we can offer. And we actually put that in the last job spec that we put out there. We are just like, if you want to manage a team, this isn't the job for you right now. Yeah. And anyone in my team, I've said to them, if you want this, I will put you in touch with people who are doing this job. And you can see if you want to. And if you want to, then I'll help you find a job. I very much don't believe in keeping people in jobs that they hate or being surprised when someone leaves. Yeah. I, I would much prefer to help somebody leave it sounds <laughs> sounds like I'm burying them under the patio but it would be much better f- for them to manage their career and think about it actively and then I can help yeah. this job you're in now is what's right for you right now no one does 28 careers in one company anymore yeah in anywhere yeah. let alone in the sort of industry that we work in
0: yeah absolutely and I feel this is not the case for everybody but for a large percentage of people And definitely for some people who are like really the go-getter, I know where I'm going and I got to figure out how to get there. Like you have to accept they're not going to be at the company forever. And so Mm. it's okay. How do we leverage this person and take all of their awesome skill sets and teach other people on on the team how to do that? How do we Mm -hmm. spread the knowledge while they're here? And like, how do we find something that works for them and for us, but all with the acceptance that? Eventually it's likely that they're gonna leave. That's yeah. just the reality of things and that's okay. I don't think there's anything bad about that. Ideally it's like you you try to extend that runway of how long they wanna stay as much as you can, but like yeah sometimes you gotta open the door and leave the house and that's yeah, yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> it's interesting that you felt blocked at that particular job in terms of your progression. Because I always slightly challenge that. In in that's not 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 that circumstance particularly but like that idea that if you can't end up in people management then it very much depends if you want to be an individual contributor type coder person with no team management team management is the one thing you do need to go where there are people for like big companies are better for managing people than small companies but there's very much the case that it's easy to end up doing the same work over and over again if you keep moving jobs Yeah, or the same work in different technology, skill hopping, or if there's if there's a word for it, but like you end up going, oh, I want to work in, I don't know, what's hot that isn't Ruby? I'd go Rust. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but like whenever one of those, you join a consultancy or a startup that's doing that, or Elixir or whatever it is, right? The problems remain relational databases and forms on the internet and doing stuff quickly in the background so that the users can't see. That's, broadly speaking, my entire career. Yeah, you Replacing... summed it
0: up in three bullet points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and not exciting bullet points either. But yeah, there is that sense of you can easily stymie yourself by bouncing between jobs. Yeah. But equally, is the organisation flexible enough to let you do something interesting within it? Yeah. That's the other thing. That's the other thing that I think I hope the coverage books quite good at it's just oh you want to do this thing that sounds cool that also sounds useful why not it sounds like in in your in this like job you were at for three years like you had you had the opportunity to do open source stuff yeah you know so there was opportunity to extend your skills and it was that was the period when you wrote all of the things that you wrote
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i did so you that had, you had
1: some spare mental bandwidth
0: I was learning a lot, and I think that was yeah. great because it was like you want to work on the backend stuff, cool. You want to do front stuff, cool. You want to spend a couple of weeks learning Rust, sure. Why don't you build like a little crate? We'll work that into like part of your leveling. Yeah. You want to give a talk? Yeah, we can figure out a way for you to do that on. So it was that was an awesome thing that they did because they figured out like how to leverage my interests. Yeah, and it's also probably great marketing for them, but mm, yeah, it's cool. also just like useful to find people who can do that and be like, oh. You want to do this? Yeah, run with it if it fits with the business need and yeah. the team need. But yeah, as far as like when I'm like I want to I want to try leading a team if we can't really hire three <laughs> engineers well, for you well, to manage.
1: Well, I own the company, so you can't manage me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also think like sometimes if the problems you're working on are After a certain point, the same. And it's okay. Maybe the version of this framework changed. Or like maybe we're working on this tiny new feature. But like you're not doing anything necessarily super mentally stimulating where you're like, this is something completely different and new. Sometimes like the people management challenge Is something different when you're like, how do I get five people to work together and communicate? How do we take this from design ideation to actual shipped product? And then how do we market it? That's what I was like interested in. I was like, we're like eight people total. And not all of us are contributing towards this product all the time. So what I want to do and what we're doing, I just don't see how they can connect. And so I was like trying to work at a much higher velocity. It's very hard. I feel like I was turning into a circle going into a square peg. And I was like, maybe this is just not
1: the best fit anymore
0: and that's okay like i i did a ton when i was there and i probably leveled up the most in my career at at that company thankfully i stayed there for three years so that was a a good thing too but
1: yeah yeah well if you want uh, an ever-changing challenge then managing other human beings is very much that (laughs) certainly in my experience there's nothing as unique as people everyone will bring their own
0: it's a whole yeah we should we definitely it's a thing (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it could be a a whole conversation in and of itself. But like I did, I went from that job where I was at for three years to this startup where I was like, oh, now I could be leading a team and I can do all this stuff. And that was the job I burned out at. Like, you don't know. You just go for things and you're like, this seems like the right thing for me in my career right now. And you don't know. And then you just roll the dice and you're like, oh, this is different than I thought. I guess we're here.
1: (laughs) I really think going back to the beginning, like that kind of cadence of. Don't let any one bad day or bad week force you to go, but don't stay somewhere that is terrible for you. Neither of us, it sounds like neither of us have worked anywhere where it was just genuinely awful. Not for very long, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. if
0: I use your six-month cadence thing, like I didn't even make it six months when things started getting really bad for me at my last job. I Maybe that was like four months. So I didn't even, six months is a yeah. long time to go through something.
1: I guess his point was more that it's about Giving yourself space to look at yourself, it's being cognizant of what you're trying to do and how you're feeling about stuff. Yeah,
0: it's the self. It's that self introspection of do the exercise of reflect on what you want to be doing and whether you're actually doing that. And if you aren't, like, do you have things? Do you have the autonomy and the ability to communicate what you need and see if the company can meet you in the middle? Yeah. And if not, I guess that's probably too why the advice is do it once, do it again, and. Yeah. Don't don't expect immediate results like it's not going to happen magically overnight but yeah, yeah. you should see some momentum towards the direction you want to go.